some noise around that uh, people are talking about Drake running against John Tory for mayor. Like that's going to happen. <laughs> I have a feeling that uh, there will be some conversation about that in the future. It is uh, 15 minutes before 6 o'clock. A few minutes left of, uh, of the panel, and I wanted to uh, take things out west. Now, all of you around the table will remember in 1993 uh, there was a, a murder committed by a fellow named Robert Latimer. He was a farmer in Saskatchewan. And uh, he piped the, the exhaust of his truck into the cab and uh, ended the life of his 12-year-old daughter, Tracy, who was uh, a victim of very, very severe cerebral palsy. And he did it, uh, he claimed, uh, and my tendency would be to believe, uh, rightly or wrongly, as a mercy killing uh, of his daughter. He spent a lot of time in jail, probably of the 25 years that have elapsed, most of 20 years in jail, on and off doing uh, appeals. There were two trials, ultimately both resulting in uh, guilty verdicts of second-degree murder. He went all the way to the Supreme Court. He is now appealing to um, Prime Minister Trudeau, basically, and to the Justice Minister to pardon him. Uh, he's out on parole, so uh, he's, he's in relative terms free, but on parole you do have to report, you have to say in certain areas, all the rest of it. I think things would be so different now if... Uh, if um, we were confronted with a situation like that, but I want to get your take, and uh, I'll start with you, Sherry. Uh, certainly. Well, his lawyer is making a, the point that had she uh, had proper medical care and, and that the doctor had relieved her pain, and, and apparently she was in considerable pain most of the time, that that would have inevitably killed her as well because the levels of pain were just not monitored. I think it's a situation where compassion should should be brought to bear. Now, I understand uh, why the sentence was upheld initially, uh, and I understand that those who are fighting for uh, you know those with uh, disabilities and their rights were justifiably concerned. But at this point, is the question to me is is he really a danger to himself or others? I, I don't think he is. I think the time now is for compassion. He served enough time. And I think you're right, uh, Peter. I think in this day and age, there would be options for someone like Tracy and someone like him. And back then, there just didn't seem to be. Okay, let's move over to uh, Carlene and get a, a view from you on this. Would you, If it were today, would the doctor just turn up the drip or uh, include an extra tablet and that would be the end of that? Uh, yeah, this we, Canadians were so torn on this issue, um, understanding the challenges uh, that this little girl faced. Uh, but then for her father to put her in a car and gas her to death, I mean, it um, it was just such a horrible choice to make. And then people with disabilities and similar disabilities, cerebral palsy, as um, as uh, the little girl had. Uh, we're concerned, is this now okay to kill me because I have this condition? Is it now okay because I have this disability? Then I don't deserve to live. Uh, I don't they, think it's okay to kill so, anybody. No, no. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying sure. people were torn because they understood the challenges of taking care of a, a child uh, with her extreme disabilities, but then what the father did wasn't right. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to pardoning him. I don't think this man is a danger to anybody at this particular time. He already served his 10 years, and he's out in uh, uh, after, uh, on, I guess he got out a little early 
instead of he's, serving he's, the he's full time, he's, he's on probation. Yeah, he's on parole. But uh, it won't go away. What he did was horrible. And um, but you know, in in this instance, uh, with all the with all the, um, the 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 factors in play, I I think it it would be okay to um, to pardon him. But um, what he okay. did, he he, I'm happy he served some jail time for well, it. I I hear what you're saying. Now let's let's uh, get the third uh, person to weigh in, and that would be you, Kim Wright. You know, all of this has been an evolutionary discussion, especially over the last 25 years. We look back to the Latimer case, as well as Sue Rodriguez, and how both the medical community, people writ large, uh, as well as people of faith have had to really come to terms with all of these factors and how do medicines both contribute to the elongation of life, but also are able to ease suffering in, in, a, in, a, in a certain way. And I think anyone who has had to face this, I can't imagine how difficult that choice must be and how difficult that choice must be every single day subsequently, uh, both to live with and to live with yourself on how to deal with it. And I think we, we all need to try to take a moment and try to put ourselves into other people's shoes. I think it's not just for this case, but in every circumstance, uh, what what we talk about here on topics where they have discussion, but just in general society. Fair, all of you, fair, fair uh, conclusions on this. I want to lighten it up because we've certainly been into heavy territory for the past <laughs> half hour. So let's, uh, I don't know that I'm, I'm lightening it up. I'm lightening it up in terms of this not being life and limb. Uh, the Bank of Canada has a governor by the name of Stephen Paul Oz, you know about uh, him. He determines, um, at least he's the, the senior person in determining monetary policy. And in a speech yesterday where he raised uh, the base lending rate by uh, 0.25 of a percent, he talked about the fact that it affected mortgages. And uh, he used the line something like, uh, if you uh, have a problem buying a house now that mortgage rates are going up and will go up further, then my advice is to buy a smaller one. Now, that sounded like good advice to me and pretty straight from the shoulder, and I didn't give it a second thought until <laughs> suddenly it reared its head uh, on the public stage, and people are saying, he's condescending and talking down to us. Is that fair, Carlene? Well, you know, it sounds almost like um, the Marie Antoinette situation, let them eat cake. I mean, I'd love to buy a small house in Toronto, but it's over $800,000. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe I could move into his house. Uh, well, his, you know, his house, as it happens, him, he has right? a house worth about six hundred grand. <laughs> right? So, all I'm saying is, at at the end of the day, the banks have tightened and the government have tightened rules to such a degree that it's squeezing out the majority of people who want to get back in the market. How it, it's just beyond tough, and raising the rates, of course, is even going to squeeze them even more. Yes, it's condescending. You shouldn't be talking about go buy a small house. Where are you going to find a small, affordable house? <laughs> In Grimsby. In Grimsby. Maybe I have to move out there because uh, this is ridiculous. You cannot own anything. I have my friends there out But that uh, wasn't Cambridge. the result of anything the Bank of Canada no, did. But That's it's, a result it, of market forces. But it's what the banks have been doing over the past couple of years uh, and governments tightening rules, tightening rules and squeezing Let's see if your market. colleagues agree. Kim, do you agree with what Carlene says? As they say, comedy is hard. Comedy for bankers is even harder. <laughs> um, look, he was flippant. He, whether he meant to be demeaning or not, he has the, the Bank of Canada. He's setting bank rates. He wants to make jokes. He can do that afterwards. And it is difficult to find housing, affordable housing. 
regardless of your income level, it is incredibly difficult to find affordable housing. And you joke about buy a house in Grimsby, but even the prices of housing in Grimsby have gone up considerably in the last decade as more hey, people... Look at, I live in I live in Niagara, and people I see people drive 120 kilometers yep. each way each day because housing prices in Niagara happen to be cheaper, and not even that much cheaper. It's Sherry? Wh- it's why we need all-day go service <laughs> all, all throughout the GTA. There you go. I would, yeah. I would agree Sherry, with last word. I've got 30 seconds. Uh, uh, certainly. Um, uh, yeah, th- this was a poor choice of words. If I were Kim and worked uh, with him as a client, I would say, do not say that. Um, he earns, you know, half a million dollars or so a year. He may live in a house worth 600000 but he probably has another property, too. Uh, honestly, um, the wrong words at the wrong time when people can't find housing. What a great group. Thank you so much, Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, Minister at Trinity St. Paul's Centre for Faith, Justice uh, and the Arts, and former MPP colleague of mine, Carleen Nation Media Strategist at One Nation PR in Toronto, former CTV reporter, and Kim Wright, Vice President at Hill & Knowlton. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it all. Thank you very much for participating. Thanks, Thanks Peter. Thanks, Peter.